0: I'm going to forewarn you right now. I'm going to begin. I'm going to begin, and it's going to be hard, dark, empty. It's going to be the month of January. So be forewarned. Here we go. First of all, I want to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And how in the world is it January? And how in the world? Weren't we just decorating Christmas cookies? hmm Didn't we just have our Sunday school Christmas party? <clears throat> Didn't we just love drinking Colleen's Coffee Punch? Yes. It was just, and now it's January. All right. Being on the other side of fun and flurry, I find myself winding up the Christmas lights. <clears throat> Dark. No more twinkle, just dark. I pick up the last broken Christmas cookie, stale. Clint's in the other room vacuuming up the rest of Christmas past, the dust and the sparkle, <clears throat> empty. Are you picking up on the adverbs that I'm giving you? Dark, stale, empty. It sounds like January. Now, let me tell you why. And you say, Kathy, no more. What? I'm sorry. There is more. (laughs) Revel with me in the pit. (laughs) I take the Christmas music, the Christmas music that we have enjoyed for the last two months, Paul. That we put it on early, and I take that CD and I snap it back into the case, and it is, it is symbolic of what I'm feeling. It's hard. It snaps. Speaking of snaps, have you heard about the cold snap we're going to get tonight? <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why they call it snap. It's hard. It's cold. But the Christmas music isn't just what we have been relishing and enjoying for the last two months. It's, it's, way, it's way more than that. The Christmas music is tied to the heartstrings of our childhood, those songs. And when I have to snap them and put them away in, in a case, it's gone along with all the memories of, of my children. Clint, sitting there with his drum and agreeing with little drummer boy, can I play for you, Jesus, my rum-pum-pum-pum? You should have heard him say those words because he was so proud he could get out those consonants and those vowels at four, five, and six years old. Rum-pum-pum-pum. He'd shout it. He'd shout it. Say it with me. Rum-pum-pum-pum. pum Rum-pum. pum now that just makes you smile. It's fun to say that. Well, right now it's shut, it's put in its case, it's put away. And then there's the girls, you know, Tina and Trina, running down the parsonage hallway in their little red nighties where they're matching red caps, arm in arm, swinging around, dancing to "Go tell it on the mountain." And boy, we did. No, it's gone. It's done. It's put away. <laughs> and all the, that music, I remember the vinyl days. You know the vinyl records with these same songs, and then we went from vinyl to <clears throat> cassettes. Remember the cassettes? Remember rewinding it with a pencil eraser? Mm-hmm. And then remember, remember the eight tracks? Yep. And and then and then the CDs. But most of the songs this year, you know, and last year, you know, what I did? They were downloaded. They were downloaded onto a device, a, a phone, a, an iPad. They were downloaded. Is that why I'm feeling down? Because life has become a matter of being downloaded. Hmm. Think about it. Well, here it is January. It's dark. It's cold. It's hard. It snaps. What does God want me to know in this cold month of January? It's winter. Turn to your Bibles to Psalm 70, 74, verse 16 and 17. Psalm 74, verse, and I encourage you girls, write these verses down and study them this week. It will be the sweetest, brightest, load-lifting thing you read in the month of January. Well, it starts out, here's the truth God wants me to know, the first truth concerning January. Psalm 74, 16 and 17. The day is thine, the night also is thine. Thou hast prepared the light. Are you with me? And the sun, thou hast set all the borders of the earth, thou hast made summer and, say it with me, God made winter, and God never makes a mistake, God made winter, we know it's winter because it's dark, it's dark and it's cold, now the dark doesn't just happen, all right? It creeps up on us the dark does a minute here a minute there we barely even notice that it's getting dark that's how subtle darkness is now there's a great application and a warning to us spiritually because everything that we have physically is something we're supposed to get spiritually dark creeps up dark is slow we don't even notice it happening it's very subtle just a little bit there and a little bit there. Just, oh, it's really not any big deal. Or, or you know, um, and all of a sudden, we're in darkness. Go back to our, our January winter darkness, we get up in the dark, we go to bed in the dark. The other night, uh, we had had supper, and I had cleaned up the kitchen, and I was brewing some decaf coffee because we we're going to get ready to play our domino game. And Clint's getting the dominoes out and putting them on the table for us. And, uh, and so we had our, our tournament of dominoes. It even went longer than usual because I won, so we played a second game. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and then it was done, and Clint's job is to put away the dominoes in the domino drawer. And I stood up, and I said, oh, man, I'm tired. I think I'm going to get in my jammies. I'm going to get ready for bed. And then I looked at the clock. It was 6.45. (laughs) Yes! I went, you've got to be kidding me. But because of the dark, the dark makes us tired. Animal kingdom, what do they do in the dark? Hibernate. The plant kingdom, what does it do in the dark? It burrows down under layers of blankets of the earth. Saginaw winters. Our solstice in Saginaw was December 21st, 2021. It was the day with the fewest hours of sunlight. Now, compared to our summer solstice, which was June 20th, the difference between June 20th and December 21st is we have five hours less light. That's huge, girls. And we didn't even notice it. Five hours less light today than we had in June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no wonder we feel tired. Hibernation instincts settle in. The loss of light affects the body's circadian rhythms. I love studying this, and I'm not going to go into it because, well, it does have a spiritual lesson, but it's not the one we're going to talk about today. But it affects our rhythms. But because darkness is gradual, because fall evenings are filled with fires and s'mores and camping and school sports and bike rides down beautiful autumn trails, and that we ride right into November, which is Thanksgiving which is family and comfort food and from there we roll into Christmas which is the best time of the year We celebrate the greatest gift to mankind and with all the hoopla my word We have our Christmas cantatas this year. We had the beautiful high school play. We have parties We have family get-togethers. We send cards. We get cards. We give presents. We sing songs We celebrate on purpose. And everywhere, we put up lights. We even bring trees into our house to trim it in lights. We put lights outdoors on the trees, on the shrubs. We put lights on the garage. We put lights on the eaves. We put lights, and they twinkle, and they flash. My sister was always the one who would put it on the mode. (laughs) I put it on the mode. Up, down. She now puts hers on the mode. (laughs) But lights everywhere. And then comes January. And we wrap up the artificial light, Leslie. And we feel the dark. Okay. It's more than physical dark. There are three levels of darkness that mankind lives with. Spiritual darkness, emotional darkness, physical darkness. But the month of January literally physically puts us in the dark. And that's part of the reason why January is so hard. The physical always affects us emotionally. So living in the cold dark, is that why I feel a little bad, a little down a little lethargic, a little crabby. (laughs) Hmm. Well, this is what Jesus wants us to know. In the month of January, in the dark, number one, he knows exactly how we feel. Hebrews 4.15, Hebrews 4.15, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And Jesus not only says, Kathy, I know just how you feel, but he is the one who can do something about it. Praise God. So first of all, Jesus wants me to know in the month of January, he knows exactly what I feel. Part of the reason Jesus came as a baby was to live through all the stages and phases of life. You know, he too shivered in the cold. Symbolically, it's because in this life there are never enough layers. In this life, it is never enough, but the truth of the word of God, the scripture, the word that God gave us, God is more than enough. But Boy, we go through times where he's not significant in our life, and then we are going to shiver. And then Jesus, too, felt fear when he was a child. In the dark, he experienced every level of betrayal, loss, hurt, Pain, January's dark times, and this is what Jesus did. He didn't run away. As tempted as we are to all go live in Florida, <laughs> it's, he never ran away. He never ran away. He never changed the darkness that he experienced. Wow. Wow. We're going to get into this reason in a little bit in the lesson, but think about that. He could have. He could have. This is what he did, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is so beautiful. As you swallow your vitamins, you remember this. Jesus tasted everything that we feel, and he didn't spit it out. He swallowed it. And he didn't just swallow it, but he swallowed it in victory study 1 Corinthians 15 it is beautiful it is amazing it's dealing with our greatest level of darkness spiritual darkness he swallowed my spiritual darkness <clears throat> thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ John 12 46 I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. He took it away. He took my spiritual darkness away when he paid the price for my sin, and I received him as my Savior. He dealt with my worst eternal darkness. He took it away. But then there's this other darkness that we deal with. And, you know, sad to say, that... For me, that one great victory should be enough to keep me doing cartwheels in January, but it's not. Shame on me. So then our Lord, our high priest, who knows exactly what I'm feeling in January, encourages me with the following verse. When you study 1 Corinthians 57, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, not just spiritual victory, but then he addresses our emotional darkness, Karen. This is why it's so beautiful. He knows the levels of darkness that I feel. And this is what he says. Because we are now children of light, he says, therefore, now you remember with the therefore, he's referencing what he's done. He has banished, he has taken away my darkness, and he's made me a child of light. But he knows I still deal with darkness. So he says... Therefore, now remember what I've done, but now take this to your next level of darkness, your more surface level darkness, your emotional darkness. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, underline it, not hibernating, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In other words, he's telling me right here, Kathy, your emotional darkness Don't stay there. Don't walk in darkness. You've been saved from the darkness of this world. Don't stay walking in your feelings. My grandma Bukumov was the first one who gave me this poem as a young teenager. She said this poem to me. She had it memorized. It has to do with our feelings and our faith. Three went for a walk. Three went for a walk. Feeling, faith, and fact. Feeling took a bad fall. It was January. And faith was taken back. And faith was so close to feeling that he fell too. But fact remained and pulled faith up, and faith brought feeling too. Now, girls, this is the fact, the fact of the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The very fact that it's January says, Kathy, Kathy, get into the word. Get into the fact. Get into what God says is true. Don't live this January by your feelings. And then beyond that, let the word of God challenge your faith. When God says, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, okay, okay. This is going to deal with your emotional darkness. Obey it. Obey it. And I promise you, I promise you, number one, it's going to be the exact opposite of what you feel like doing. But when you choose your faith over feelings, it changes everything because God's word is light, the opposite of my darkness. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so when when I choose... To reestablish my thinking on the truth and should challenge every one of us. If you have not started a new January Bible reading, Bible memorization program for this year of 2022, it's do it today. Do it today. Do it in a new way. Do it in a fresh way. Challenge challenge yourself to be unmovable, always abounding. Challenge yourself in your prayer life. Learning to sing God's word. I have CDs that I love putting on in the car. It's just God's Word, and I'm in the Psalms. I have practically memorized, because I play this one particular one over and over and over. Get God's Word audibly in your home, in your car, when you're baking, when you're making supper. And it's quiet, and it's God's Word seeping in all the crevices of my January heart, and it needs it. And it ministers even in ways I don't even recognize, but it stabilizes me. Um, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing. Oh, by the way, do you know when our faith really grows? Do you know when our faith is really strengthened? In the hard times. In the January times. In the cold times. My tears glistened like diamonds as they dropped to the pages of his book. I had to blink a couple times to get a better look. Well, I had read these verses so many times before, but now they truly spoke to me. So I quickly read some more. Oh, the treasures within its pages, written to me from the rock of ages. The riches were poured out in pitchers of gold. My spirit rejoiced, my heart overflowed. I asked my father, my shepherd, my king, these verses before never meant anything for you know I've read these Psalms daily for years then he tenderly told me today you read them with tears God has something for me to see in my dark and that something is that first of all he understands and he has felt it too and he is the one who can do something about it and then He has something for you to find and learn because January is cold, January is hard, because January is dark, because there are five hours less light than in June. Here's the amazing truth about light in the dark that you and I have today, even though it's January. This was so interesting. Um, First of all, we're going to go back to the beginning, and I've got these verses up here for you, uh, so hopefully these truths will be reminded in your head. But um, in the beginning, darkness was upon the face of the deep, okay? Darkness was upon the face of the deep. We all know that. Matter of fact, if you read your Bible through in a year, you've begun in January again and just rehearsed all this amazing creation. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, dark. The earth was without form and void, empty, barren. Because it was dark, because there was no light, it was cold. It was cold, dark, and empty. Katie, it sounds like January. <laughs> but then, God speaks. His word changes everything. In my dark, his word changes everything. But It doesn't change the dark. This is what's so beautiful. When God spoke, let there be light. His word went forth and light poured forth. God's word, which is a lamp and a light unto my feet, his word always makes what he purposes it to happen. What happened in the beginning? Clouds, sunrise, sunset, moon, stars, salt water, fresh water, Whales, dolphins, sharks, and then animals, animals with spots and stripes and claws, and animals with tusks and tails. And then what I picture as a June evening, Tammy, in our garden, oh, God made that too, when he spoke. And light came forth, light changed everything. And then on the sixth day of his created light, he makes mankind, you and me. And he breathes into us, and we become a living soul. And God says, oh, the other was all good, but this, <clears throat> this is very, very good. That's what his light did creatively, his word. So now going back to <clears throat> the darkness in the beginning, here's something a little confusing. God separates the light and the darkness. He calls it morning and evening. God brings light, but he lets darkness stay. Hmm. Why? Because he wants me to learn in the dark, in the cold, hard times, what I will never learn in the light. And what he wants me to learn is that he is faithful. He is always there. He is always ministering. He is always strengthening. He is always giving me light for the next right thing that I need to do, Paul, that the next right step. When I'm in the dark, the very fact that God's word is a lamp and a light unto our feet, what does that tell us? We're in the dark. It wouldn't even be expressed apart from the fact that we're in the dark. And God says, get into my word, Kathy. Study my word. Know my word because it's going to guide your next step when you don't know what to do and where to go and why. He is faithful. It grows my faith. It deepens my love. We walk more closely because of the dark. It's in the hard times. (laughs) You can all attest to this, that you've walked so close to God. And it becomes such a beautiful treasure. And the pain he heals But the relationship is deepened to a point that I never would have experienced apart from the dark. It's a miracle. It's a miracle of my faith growing. And because the dark makes me draw nigh to him, my faith grows and then my faith glows. A growing faith is a glowing faith. The point of my faith showing has to do with the darkness of this world. He doesn't take away the dark because he made his children to be the light. Wow. What a full circle. Ephesians 5.8, 1 Peter 2.9. Would somebody read <clears throat> 1 Peter 2.9 for me? I love this. <clears throat> 1 Peter 2.9. Somebody turn to 1 Peter 2.9. The sin of this world lives, because of sin, this world lives in darkness. We know that. He's called you and me to be the light. Ye are children of light. But 1 Peter 2.9, <clears throat> who's got that? Leslie? But ye are chosen generation of royal priesthood, a holy nation of your your people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness. Into his marvelous light especially in January now here comes the accountability time girls with all that we have just been chewing on the miracles (laughs) the January here's the application have you affected those in your space (coughs) in this January with your light with my light This is where I have to choose. Don't stay stuck walking in the darkness so closely tied in with my feelings that I fall. God says, no, you're chosen. You're royal. I have a purpose. I have a plan for the dark. I made you light. Now affect somebody with it. Let me affect you with my light. Get into my word. Study it. Sing it. Memorize it, meditate on it, and then share it everywhere you go. standing in line at the grocery store. Boy, aren't the lines long? Well, what an opportunity. It's not about the long line. There are people in line with me. How do I share the light? First of all, make eye contact. Smile, with or without a mask, smile. And then say something encouraging that's going to connect you to who you are. I am a glorious, redeemed child of God that walks in his light. So say something like, glad I didn't buy ice cream. (laughs) And, and, And we laugh. And then say something encouraging. But you know, they're doing a really good job. They are really doing the best they can. Isn't it exciting to be out? And I promise you... God will open the doors for conversation. God will open the doors because we're being light in this dark world, and everybody is sad, angry, and fearful. And there you stand as a child of light, and the difference is amazing. And there's that beautiful opportunity in that gospel tract to invite them to Sunday school. You know, as my cart generally is filled with baked goods, Get your cookie that says, be the sunshine. Be the sunshine. If you don't eat cookies, give it to somebody who needs it. (laughs) Be the sunshine. Encourage, edify. If you're sitting in your office cubicle and you can play music, play music that honors God. If you can put up verbiage in this politically... Oh, I won't go there. Jesus saves, Saves me from what? Well, he saved me from spiritual darkness, and he saves me in January because it's a hard, cold, dark month. Encourage. Stop to pray. Look on purpose to meet someone's need, especially when you don't have time. Do it especially when you don't have time. You want to see God work in a miraculous way? Take the time when you don't have time to help somebody else. It is amazing how it will change your day, your dark, hard, cold day. Every January day that you go out, go out with the purpose of sharing the gospel with someone. When you leave the house, purpose, God, I'm going out. Let me give somebody your truth. But you've got to purpose it or it doesn't happen. You've got to plan on it or it doesn't happen. It just takes a little bit of light to pierce the darkness. And we never know how God is going to use that light in darkness. I love what Helen Keller said. She once told the Tennessee legislature that when she was young, she longed to do great things and could not. So she decided to do small things in a great way. That's what we do. God takes those daily Deeds those little acts of kindness of giving light shedding light speaking light Make it a goal that no matter where you step into whatever room, whatever place That you make that place brighter because you're there. It's a wonderful encouraging motivation is start at home our homes as as women of light Need to be the brightest place ever. Start at your home. When you step into the living room and someone is there, I love you. You're the best thing in my day. God takes little daily deeds of giving out his light and does what we can't imagine. A godly action, no matter how little, always spreads light because his word never returns void. Hurricane Katrina. <clears throat> a doctor gave his time and talent to some of the 12,000 New Orleans evacuees who ended up in San Antonio. One survivor told him a riveting story. As the water rose around my home, this I swam out of the window with two children clinging on my back. I found safe refuge atop the tallest building in the neighborhood. Other people joined him on the roof, and soon a small circle of people huddled together on what would be their home for three days until they were rescued. But after an hour on the building, the man realized he was on a church. He patted the rooftop, and he announced to the others, We're on holy ground. Now that in itself, being positive in a horrible situation is an act of disciplining my words. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, especially in January, be acceptable unto thee. Create in me a clean heart. God, renew my spirit. It stinks, especially in January. And that commitment every day and throughout my day keeps recalibrating Kathy to where she needs to be as a child of light. And the words that come out are God-honoring, and they're positive. And they bring hope. Here's this man in the middle of a hurricane, clinging for his life on a rooftop. And he says, we are on holy ground. I just love that. His news jogged the memory of another roof dweller. She looked around the area and crawled over to the steeple and hugged it and proclaimed, my grandfather and grandmother helped build this church. Do you think those grandparents ever imagined God would use their work to save their granddaughter? They surely prayed for God to use the building to save souls, but they couldn't imagine he would use it to save their grandchild from a hurricane. They had no idea how God would use the work of their hands. And we don't either. But he promises to do just that. Talked with Kathy Hyder. we were texting and uh, and then she relayed this on to me. She was lost in Ohio as she's traveling back. And I might not get all these facts right, get the real story from Kathy, but just for time's sake, she's lost, she's circling around, she recognized the area she'd been in before, you know how they, you whoosh on and off these expressways, and so as she was in a place that she knew she was lost, she spotted a taxi cab pulled over. She pulled over behind the taxi cab, the taxi cab driver was a woman. She walked up, well, anybody who's going to know where to go and tell her where to go is going to be a taxicab driver. And so she walked over to the door. The woman was shaken. She had just been held by knife point and had called the police, and Kathy was there at her door. And Kathy says, I will, I will pray for you. I will pray for you. And, and would you take this and read this? God knows. It's a gospel track. And she gave that taxicab lady a gospel track of salvation. I don't know where it's going to go. But Kathy had a friend tell her, you weren't lost. You were right where you were supposed to be. And it's amazing. We don't know. But God does. He just calls us to be light and to be ready to be light. Our dear Riley. He has huge leg injury again just like the other one i don't know why pastor and clinton and i so prayed that the news would be healing and encouragement he's lost his whole basketball season he knows there's surgery involved he knows he knows there's pain he knows there's recuperation he knows there's physical therapy i don't know why i do know this god has a plan The game last Friday night, Riley's sitting with the team on the side, and the boys come out, the team comes out, charging out, and they all have on these white t-shirts with the number four, Riley's number, and that support and that empathy. And that, Riley, we're with you on this. We don't understand why, and boy, we miss you on the team. But God is good, and God has a plan. And I can't wait to see what God is going to do in Riley's life. And it's going to be above and beyond all that I ask or think. And, girls, when we start living the fact instead of the feeling God's word changes Everything and it begins by changing me. He doesn't remove the darkness. He's got something better. He's got an eternal work of His light in you and me as our faith grows and then glows. And then our faith is meant to be given out. And girls, when we do that, oh, I have the best thing to end with. I can't wait to share it with you. God changes the darkness with the light, He doesn't take the darkness away. And in that, we get to be the participators of this miracle of affecting the darkness. It's been changed to light. Victory. 1 Corinthians 15. We are part of his victory of conquering darkness. Now, one day, you and I will never turn a calendar page to January. Amen. We will never wind up another strand of artificial light. There'll be no night. There'll be no darkness. Revelation 22 5. Oh my, I didn't even get it up there. That's your teacher. <laughs> Her brain is evaporating. Revelation 22.5. 5. <clears throat> and there shall be no night there. They need no candle. And I have in parentheses, Clint doesn't need his flashlights anymore. They're lined up on his nightstand for nighttime. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. My dear sisters in Christ, make January 2022 the brightest ever because we are the children of light shining in the darkness and started today. Dear God, bless your word, the truth of it to every heart. God, lift the heaviness. Chase away the darkness. God, I thank you that in you is no darkness. There's no shadow of turning. You are light. And God, may that Darkness that we experience now propel us and motivate us to get more of your word, to get more of you, more light in our mind, in our heart, in our words, in our actions. And God, thank you that you let us participate in being conquerors of the dark, victorious in the dark. And God, we do look forward to that day. There will never be another January. In thy precious name, amen. Okay, children of light, go shine.